always the same. If you want to grow, you have to take on bigger challenges, which means bigger problems and also bigger rewards. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I want to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. All right, massive shout out to all of you who have been sharing this podcast with friends, with family, posting it on your social media, tagging me. You guys are all epic. This community is absolutely awesome. Thank you to all of you out there who are sharing this with people around you and lifting the standards of those that you spend time with. So thank you to all of you for doing that. Let's talk about new levels, new devils. What does that mean? Well, what it means is that every new level of life that you go to, you're just going to get new levels of the same challenges. Now, what does this mean? Well, in business, if you want to grow financially, there are common patterns. Like I get asked, how do I work with someone who makes more money than what I do? Well, because there are human behavior patterns at every level of life, and I'm very well versed at human behavior. In fact, I'm probably one of the best on the planet at it. So every level of business has the same challenges just at a different level. And so what you'll find is that as a business grows, there are consistent patterns of behavior. Now, this can happen personally as well. So even if you're not a business owner, this same thing happens. And so what I mean by that is that as a business grows, normally what happens is, let's just say you start off and everything's a struggle. It's a struggle to get money. It's a struggle to move things forward. It's a struggle to find your product to market fit. And so you just work your ass off. You're trying different things, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. But then things start working. And so you start making a fair bit of cash. So as you start making a profit and you start making cash, normally what will happen is that then you take some of that money and then you start hiring staff. When you hire staff, you're going to have that fear. And that fear is, shit, what happens if it doesn't work? What happens if these people don't help the business grow? So the fear is going to pop up. Now you have a choice. Do I hire staff or do I stay at the same level? Now, if you decide that it's too risky to hire staff, you'll always stay at the same level because that's the level that you're stuck at. If you push against the fear and you realize that you have a mission and a vision and you're clear about what you're trying to achieve and you let that determine your decisions. So you now focus on where you want to be. You focus on the growth. And this is how the smart people grow businesses. This is also how the smart people live in life. You know, I went and dropped half a million dollars on a car. And when I got home, Jess was like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, because I know exactly what I want. I know exactly why I'm buying it. I know exactly what I'm going to get out of it. I know how it's all going to work. She went into a fear response. I went into an opportunity. Okay, so that's how I operate because I'm entrepreneurial. Most entrepreneurs operate the same way. Most people who are stuck in their life or stuck financially operate out of fear. And so they let fear determine their decisions. Then what happens is let's say the person pushes against fear and they say, right, I really want to grow the business. So now they start investing the money that now they've gotten after they've worked so hard to get out of money and financial distress. They're now taking the money that they've got and they're dropping it into staff. Then what happens is 
the fear starts racking up again. So they're back at fear stage and they're freaking out because they're like, shit, I'm spending all this money. Staff aren't as productive as what I want. There's no systems. There's no processes. All of this shit is chaos. And they're back at the chaos stage where they're being driven by fear. But if they're smart enough and they have a coach like me or they attend events like I have, like, you know, let's say Business Growth Odyssey or they do personal business coaching, then what will happen is that they start to put runs on the board and they start to move through those challenges quite quickly. Then what will happen is those staff become productive and effective. Now, all of a sudden, more money comes back in. So they're back at the making money stage. Now more money's coming back in. They have to make the decision. Do I want to grow again? Or do I want to stay stuck at this level? Now, let's say they're afraid of spending the money and they go, well, you know what? I'd rather just keep the money and everything's going okay and I'm fine here for a little bit. That's fine, but they're always going to be stuck at that level financially. They're always going to be stuck at that level in their business. Now, eventually, let's just say that they make a different decision, which is fuck it, let's grow. Then what's going to happen is they're going to take the profits that they have, they're going to take the money that they have, and they're going to take the safety and security that they have, and they're going to drop it back into growing again. Let's say now they're building new infrastructure. So they've got to invest it in IT, or they've got to invest it in a new website. They've got to invest it into better marketing, better sales, better administration. And now all of a sudden, they're cash flow tight again. And they're going, oh shit, this is bad. We've got to push really, really hard. We've got to work really hard. And they're back in the stress stage again. But remember that stress causes growth. Everything in nature that has stress grows. So either one or two things happen. It grows or it dies. So everything in nature is either growing or it's dying. And stress determines how much something can grow or how fast it dies. Now, if you're smart enough, you use the stress and the pressure to grow. And the faster that you grow, the faster the business grows. Now, if you're not prepared to grow, you'll die. The business will die. You'll die mentally and emotionally where you'll just get stuck. So this is why being really, really clear on what you're trying to achieve in business and having a clear business strategy. Now, I'm not saying that in startup, you should have a, a clear business strategy because that's dumb. A lot of people who have a startup business that then go to a business coach and the business coach spends three months planning and creating a strategy. 99% of people who have business strategy when they start a business, the strategy's worth less than the toilet paper that they wipe their ass with, right? Because you don't have a proper product to market fit yet. You don't know what people are going to buy. You don't really understand your customer avatar yet. You don't know what they're looking for. You don't know their pain points. You don't know their problems. So you've got to move really quick and figure shit out. That's part of startup business. That's the fun, exciting, crazy part, right? It's high adrenaline, high stress, high pressure, but it's it's fun. It's crazy. You know, I look back now when we first started, man, I remember when we first started our events and I would sit there and we would launch an event and I would sit there and it's like, Jess would come running and she's like, we got a sale. And it's like someone bought a $45 ticket to an event and she'd come running in, in the room and she's stoked, right? And then half an hour later, the next ticket sale comes in. She's like, we got another sale. And after a day, it's like, cool, we got five sales. Awesome. Then like after a week, we're gone. We got 20 sales. This is fucking amazing. It's like 20, multiply that by $45. Like it wasn't a lot at all, but we used to be so stoked. Now, if we're not crushing sales and all of that stuff, like, you know, some months, you know, we'll do hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales and I don't even smile. It's just like, cool, we're just doing our job. We just got shit to do. Now, I'm not saying that I'm ungrateful. It's just that that's part of the game of business, right? I still love the fact that we can help so many people, but I just don't get excited like I used to about sales coming in because I know that we have to deliver the product. We have to deliver the service. We've got to look after the customers. You know, that money then gets reinvested back into more customer acquisition, more growth in the business. So it's just part of a process.
My point is, is that as you go through different levels, you essentially have the same patterns happen at every level of business. You know, only recently I sat down with a business owner. I think they do about $30 million a year. He's part of our business growth odyssey program. And we went out for lunch and we're just talking about some of the business challenges and things like that. And he was having the exact same problems at $30 million as what business owners have at a million dollars, $3 million. They're the same patterns. They just amp up. So just remember, new levels have new devils, but the devils never go away. They just go to new levels. When I say new levels, new devils, that's just a metaphor for at every level, you're just going to have essentially the same group of challenges just on a bigger scale. So everything scales. If you have people problems when you've got three staff, you're going to have people problems when you have 10 staff. You're going to have it when you have 50 staff. You're going to have it when you have 100 staff. But over time, as a business scales, the cool thing is, is that you start hiring more effective people and more people who are more efficient at their job roles. So like in a startup business, you've got to be sales, marketing, administration, you've got finance, you've got to be doing everything. Now, the cool thing is you learn a lot really, really quickly. That's why now I go into a meeting with a sales team and I'm like, guys, what's happening here? If I'm working with a business owner and they say, oh yeah, our sales team are doing X, Y, Z. I'll say, ah, your sales team are being ineffective. And they go, no, they're doing all right. And I go, no, show me the numbers and let me explain. Because what will happen is because you've developed those skill sets, you can show other people how the numbers and everything relate back to the patterns. So I can walk into a business even that's making $100 million and you can see inefficiencies in their sales teams, in their marketing teams, in their management, in their leadership, because it's the same patterns of behavior that happen at scale. Okay, It's always the same patterns. They just expand. So if you're tight and you go through startup, some people, if they're entrepreneurs and they work in a business, they might have gone and done a business degree so they understand the strategy of business, but they don't have the pressure and the stress like a startup business owner's had. So they might understand the data of sales, but they don't understand maybe how a sales team operates because they've never actually had to run a sales team from scratch. That's not always the case. Some people are more effective than others. But what my point is, is that as a business starts to scale, you start to hire people who are living more in their value structure. And so they become more effective and more efficient. So as a startup business owner, you know, you've got to be sales, marketing, branding. And so you don't really develop a high, high level core competency in one area you normally develop a fairly substantial competency in multiple different areas. But let's say now you go and you hire someone who is a staff manager. That manager is probably way more effective at management because their skill set that they have is just management alone. Whereas when you're in a small business, not only are you trying to manage the team, you're trying to get sales in the door, you're trying to collect cash, you're checking over the finances, you're having to deal with the accountant, like there's just so much shit that you have to do so you don't have enough time to put in enough to develop high, high levels of competency. Now, as a business scales, and let's say you get 10, 20, 30, 40 staff, you now have someone who is amazing at administration. If you hire well, you have someone who is amazing at finance, okay, or an amazing bookkeeper that works in-house, or an amazing accountant that works in-house. Then you might have a marketing team. That marketing team is a marketing manager divided by someone else. The marketing manager is amazing at hiring a department of marketers who all have individual skill sets. So you have a copywriter and that copywriter should have a high competency at copywriting. You have a Facebook ads buyer or a media buyer. They just focus on the Facebook ads and things like that. You might have a creative artist and their job is just to do creativity. So as the business starts to scale, things get a little bit easier 
because now you can hire competent people. But then now you've got more miscommunication. There's other shit that comes up as the business scales. But what does this have to do with people who don't work in business? Well, every level of life is just a different level of scale. Financial problems are exactly the same. Let's say you work really, really hard. Let's say you save $200,000 and you take that $200,000 and now you buy a property, right? So you now invest in a property. That property now needs management. You've got to deal with renters. There are problems. There are breakdowns. Shit just happens. You know, like let's say all of a sudden there's a hailstorm and windows get broken. You now then have to deal with insurance companies and shit like that. So you went from struggling financially to having 200K in the bank and it seems like everything's easy. But now you go and buy a property, which is going to help you to get ahead more financially in the future. But now you have to deal with all the problems that come along with having a property investment. So all that happens is over time, everything scales. So new levels, new devils. The more something grows, the more challenges pop up, but they're just at a greater scale. This is the reason why if you have a coach like me or you work with someone like me, I'm consistently working to help you chip through and grow mentally and emotionally to keep handling the new challenges that are popping up. If you don't have that, then what can happen is you become stuck at a level and you hit a glass ceiling and you just keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. That's why coaches are so important and so crucial to growth. This is also the reason why large corporate businesses spend tens of millions of dollars every year on advisors, on experts who come in and help them out. They will have people who they call in for marketing. They'll have experts that they call in for sales. They have experts that they call in for management. They have experts that they call in for leadership. They have experts that they call in for culture. Yet most small business owners sit there and they're like, my fucking business doesn't grow. But what they're really saying is I don't fucking grow. Hi, Driven Mofos. You're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driven Mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. You know, I was only speaking to a business owner, someone who's part of my Business Growth Odyssey program, and a raving fan, actually. I work one-on-one with this person also. They've been on board for two months. And in that two months, they've grown so much that they're a raving fan. Like they've just been obliterating stuff that's going on in business. They're crushing through business problems. Personal stuff is growing like out of control. Like their personal life has just gotten so much better because they're so much more effective in both business, but also in their communication skills at home. So anyway, he was telling me how he was having a conversation with one of his friends and his friend has a small business. The small business needs help. And he said he was talking about all the amazing results that he was getting from working with me. And he said, you should jump in and do some of this stuff that Mojo's doing. And he told me that his friend said to him, I don't believe in coaches. And so he said, I just stopped the conversation. Now I said to him, what you should have said is that's weird. Imagine if NBA teams didn't have a coach. Imagine if the biggest businesses on the planet didn't have coaches and advisors. Imagine that. Imagine how shit they would be because that doesn't make any sense. That is just sheer stupidity. This person is a fucking moron and running a business. And I said, let me guess, they're a stuck small business owner. And he said, yeah, he's got four staff. And I said, that's the worst place to be. The worst place you can be as a small business owner is having four to six staff. The reason why is because you have to use a lot more resources and a lot more cash to maintain those staff. And so there's a lot more outgoing expenses and profit margins drop, but also as well, you have to do everything. 
So you still have to do everything in your business as well as manage those staff. It is so stressful to be stuck at four to six staff. Once you start to grow more, you start to be able to hire more effective and more competent people. Really, the goal is if you're a business owner and you want to scale your business, you got to go from zero to like 10 to 15 staff pretty quick because anything less and you will spend your whole time managing staff and you'll feel like you're babysitting. And so if you can't grow quick and you can't scale quick and you're not effective enough as a business owner, you get stuck at a couple of staff and it's easy to just be self-employed. You'll make more money, you'll have more profit, and also you won't have all the head fucks and the hassles of having multiple people that you have to deal with. If you think about it, one staff member goes out, does a job, they're ineffective at their job. Now you've got a customer problem that you're dealing with and a staff problem that you've got to deal with. Then also you've got to pay them as well. You've got to pay all the tax. You've got to pay all the resources and shit that they use, which is normally, let's say, this person, the industry that they are in is in the trade-based. So now they've got to give the staff member a van, all the tooling, everything like that. They're essentially just burning cash and they're not really getting anywhere. It's a really challenging place to be. The goal is if you want to scale a business, you've got to get to zero to 10 really, really quickly. And I'm not saying quickly in a destructive way. You've got to learn a lot. But the goal is to get there. And you've got to go quick, you've got to go hard, and you've got to keep pushing yourself to be a better leader, a better manager, to hire the right people, because that's going to be the thing that helps you to scale. After about 10 staff, it gets a little bit easier. And then after that, you keep scaling, the business will keep growing, and then it will start to become profitable again, right? Now, it might be slightly profitable, but not as much as if you were just self-employed, just doing your own shit most of the time. It depends on the industry, but most of the time. So just remember, new levels, new devils, everything scales. The best thing that you can do is hire a coach, have someone who can work with you on your mindset, because the best thing is, is that they will see things that you can't see. You know, my mentor, only a couple of weeks ago, I think I've already mentioned this in the podcast, we were working on a strategy. I was just in my head stuck. I was going around in circles. He came down, sat there, and within a couple of hours, bang, we already had the strategy. Straight away, when I told him, he just starts mapping it out on the board. And I was like, how the fuck did you do that? And he's like, you're too close. You're too close. You're too emotionally involved. And you won't see things that are obvious because you're too close to it. I have mentors and coaches because they see things that I don't see. You know that you see other people's bullshit better than you see your own. You see how to solve other people's problems better than you can solve your own problems. Yet most people put their heads up their bum and they go, I don't need a coach. I don't need help. I'll figure it all out myself. And then they wonder why they get stuck in the same position for two, three, four, five years. And they just get stuck going around in circles. That's why. Because they're too close. They can't see the obvious. Okay, And if they do, they're getting advice from people around them who are also stuck. That's another big thing as well. Remember, I keep saying this is my methodology. My methodology is clarity. You need to get clear on what you want first, both in business and personal life. Now, even if you're not in business, you still need to get clear personally what you want. You've got to have that success map for life like I teach at Thrive Time. Then from there, you have to keep increasing your standards because if your standards drop, it means that you're going backwards and you're contracting as a person in that area of life. So if your relationship standards are dropping, that means that your relationship is contracting. If your financial standards are dropping, that means that your finances are contracting. If your business standards drop, your business is contracting. Things either expand or contract. Nothing stays the same. So by the time that someone says, oh, I'll fix it later, what they're really saying is it's only going to get worse and then I'll fix it at a later date. This is the shit that I have to deal with all the time as a coach because people come to me and they go, everything's fucked in my business. And I go, no, everything was fucked two years ago. It's just that you weren't aware of it. And everything's been going on for so long. You've been in a contraction phase or if you imagine a plane falling out of the sky, 
you've been in free fall. The problem is, is that now you're aware because the plane hit the ground and everything just smashed to pieces. Your business is smashed to pieces and now you want help to fix it all up. But really your business started falling out of the sky two years ago. So this here is the thing that I really hope I'm getting through is that the more you grow as a person, the more you can keep pushing yourself to grow in every other area of life. But in every area of life, you're going to have the same challenges repeated, just at different scales. I was talking to a friend of mine only a week ago. I mentioned this on the last podcast, I believe, or a couple of podcasts ago. He had to come up with $500,000 in 24 hours, right? And this was a bank or a finance company calling in a loan, right? Because they obviously they're under financial stress. So they just call the loan. They can legally do that. You know, I had a friend of mine as well who is one of the biggest branding moguls on the planet. He's come and spoke at Thrive Time before. He almost lost his house because a bank called a loan years ago. I think it was during GFC. They just called the loan and they said, you owe us whatever it was, like a million and a half or $2 million. We need it within like whatever it was, like 20 days. Now the bank can legally do that. They can legally just go, we need our cash of whatever they've lent you. And you've got to come up with the cash. If not, they take the asset. So he had to go and get that money. But that's the level of the game that they're playing at. That's the stress that most people don't want and that they can't handle, which is why they don't have the benefit of having the results that these guys have. You know, the friend that I'm talking about that the bank called the loan in, that person flies around a helicopter. They've got, they own an aviation company. They're one of the biggest branding moguls on the planet. They own the Hollywood sign. This guy's a guy who worked with me a couple of years ago. His name's Shane Yen, a close friend of mine now, amazing guy, you know, an absolute business genius. Like I really love working with him and hanging out with him because he's just, he's unbelievable in the way that he thinks through things, but he takes on bigger challenges than most other people. Sometimes I'll go there and he's been awake all night on the phone because he's dealing with companies overseas and everything like that. And he's been on the phone making calls, doing business deals and stuff like that. And he hasn't slept. But this is also the reason why Sometimes I get a message from him. He'll say, I live in South Australia and there's an island off of South Australia called Kangaroo Island. Sometimes he'll send me a message and he'll just go, K-I, lunch, which means, do you want to go to Kangaroo Island for lunch? Which means, meet me in my helicopter, I'll fly us across and we'll go to Kangaroo Island for lunch and then we'll fly back. Imagine that. Most people, that's like freaky shit, man. Like your friend invites you to hop on a helicopter to fly over to an island to have lunch and then fly back because you can. But that's the level of the game that he plays at. But also as well, he has other risks as well and all this challenge that happens. So he still has financial stress. He just has financial stress at a different level because different levels, different devils. So I really want you to think about that through your growth experience over the next 12 months. The question is not only where do you want to be in the next 12 months, but what challenges are you prepared to take on? If you want big financial results, are you prepared to take on big financial challenges? If you want big health results, are you prepared to take on big health challenges? I know for me, you know, for the last couple of months, three months or so, I've been just dropping weight, cutting my calories and all that stuff. I knew before I got into it, I'm going to be probably more tired. I'm going to be probably a little bit less effective some days with brain fog just because of calorie cutting. Am I prepared to go through that in order to get the physique and the body that I want? And the answer was yes, so I did it. Most people think about what they want, but they don't think about the challenges and the obstacles that come with those goals. You know, I meet people all the time. They're like, I want to be a millionaire. And I'm like, do you really? Do you know the challenges that come with being a millionaire? Now, these days, being a millionaire is not that big a deal. I don't think anyway. Maybe it's just the level that I'm playing at. Maybe I just don't see it. But if you want to be a millionaire, do you understand the financial implications of that? Have you ever had to write a tax bill that makes your ass quiver so much because now you've made, you know, over a 12-month period, you've made millions of dollars? 
the tax bill is ridiculous, right? I can't imagine my friends that are doing like 100 mil plus a year. Those friends, the tax bills that they write must be ridiculous. Now, there's all these knobheads out there that are like, yeah, but they probably avoid tax. You can't avoid tax. You go to jail. They minimize tax. Of course they do. And they set up different companies and shit like that. Of course they do. But at the same time, if you're paying 10% of $100 million, that's a lot more than paying 30% of $80,000. So all these people out there that are like, rich people, you know, they don't pay tax. You can't not pay tax. You go to jail. The difference is that they just minimize their tax more effectively because they have better accountants, better lawyers, all of that sort of shit. But they still pay millions. I worked with a client a while ago, a couple of years ago, two years ago. He came to Thrive Time. And then he came and did a leadership course that I was running. Now, this guy is Wayne. He owns Rising Sun Films. They do all the digital animation for The Hobbit, Spider-Man, all of that. So they're called Rising Sun Films. You've probably heard of them because they're one of the biggest film digital animation studios on the planet. So they work with some of the biggest movies in the world. Now, Wayne has come and done my events. When I asked him how much his wages are, he was telling the room how the wage bill was like well over a million dollars a week. Can you imagine that? And then can you imagine the tax bill on that? So if you're paying a million dollars in wages, imagine how much money you have to make in order to be able to pay a million dollars a week in wages, right? The tax bill has to be astronomical. Like every quarter, imagine what you're paying. Imagine the yearly tax bill. Like that shit would make most people's hair stand on end. But the thing is that if you want a big business and you want to make a lot of money, then you have to deal with things like big tax bills, huge accounting bills. My accounting bills are more than what most people make every year at end of financial year. I see people on Facebook, they're like, you know, does anyone know a good cheap accountant? And I'm like, fucking hell, good and cheap. Yeah, that's what you're looking for, right? You want good and cheap. I want a good cheap car. The good and the cheap don't go together. Everybody knows that, but people still think that it can happen. They're just not willing to go to the level that most other people are prepared to go to. So remember, new levels, new devils. If you're not prepared to take on the challenges, you're not prepared to get to the outcome that you want. That's why when I speak to business owners every week and they're like, oh man, it's not the right time. I don't have the money at the moment. Like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, cool, you're not prepared. Like they're not going to get the results that they want. Oh, I want to run a multi-million dollar business, but they won't spend, let's say like some of my clients will spend 40K a year with me on private coaching. Like I hold them accountable every week. We catch up, we touch base, but that's the reason why they add millions of dollars on their business every year because they're held accountable I touch base with them all the time when they go off track or when their mindset slips or when their health drops, bang, I'm onto them. But that's the reason why they get the results. That other person sitting there going, oh yeah, but I don't have the money. Do you think the person who started with me at that level had the money at the start? Of course they didn't. But they knew that they could get the resources. As they grow, they keep reinvesting it and that's why they grow. So just remember guys, different levels, different devils. If you can't make big decisions now, you're not going to make big decisions when you are where you want to be. And the truth is that the people who get great results are more courageous than you, right? They make better decisions than you. They're not afraid to take on bigger challenges than you. That's why they are where they are. Part of the reason why I drive a supercar is because I'm prepared to drop cash on a car, right? I meet all these motherfuckers out there and they're like, oh man, that's expensive. I don't know why you bought that. And I'm like, why not, right? And they're a business owner who makes more money than what I do. Just they're afraid. They're scared. They're scared to spend money on something nice for themselves because they have low self-worth. That's the truth. If they wanted it, they would go and get it. Now, some people don't give a shit about cars. But the thing is, if they're questioning it, I spoke to another business owner who's one of my clients and only recently he went out and bought a new car. I spoke to him about a month after buying that car and he said, you know what? 
I bought it because I thought it's what I really want. But what I really wanted, the car that I really wanted, I just didn't admit to myself that I wanted that car. And so I went with a car that was the right price and what I wanted to spend. And he said, but I actually regret it. And I said, you learn a valuable fucking lesson. You either want something or you don't. If you want something, then go and get it. If you don't want it, then don't get it. But don't sit on the fence in between those two things because you won't get what you want. Alex Hamosi said this on a podcast a while ago. He said most people want to buy their dream home that's a good investment. And he said all they end up with is the house that's not their dream home that's not a good investment. That's why most people live a shitty, mediocre life. Because they're always trying to confuse things. Instead of saying, I want this thing, therefore I'm going to get that thing, and this is the price of that thing, therefore I need to go make that money or I need to go do what it takes to get it. They'll go, oh, you know what? This other thing is good enough. And then they get the thing that's good enough and they don't appreciate it because it's not what they really wanted. It's so bad. This is why making money is a mindset game. Growing a business is a mindset game. Living a great life is a mindset game. Most people just don't have the mindset to get what they want. So guys, jumping into the new year now, like we're moving forward, we're heading into the new year, Make sure that you're going after what you want and realizing that no matter what level you're playing at, the key thing is the decisions that you make, the clarity that you have, and the standards that you operate at. If you're dropping your standards and you don't have clarity around what you want, then you're never going to grow to the level that you want, and you're not going to want to take on those challenges. You're going to want to avoid them, and therefore, you're never really going to get the results you want at the level that you want. So new levels, new devils, stay consistent, keep growing driven mofos, keep your standards high, and I look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Remember, sharing's caring. Drop this on your social media. Tag me in it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care, Driven Mofos. Keep crushing it.